What if failure is part of the journey towards success and purpose? Welcome to the But First She Failed podcast. I'm Paola Soares, a former journalist who feared, failed, and overcame. Now I'm on a mission to help others redefine failure and chase bold dreams. Join me as I talk to trailblazing women that share wisdom, strategies, and get vulnerable about how moments of failure propel them to where they are today. Get ready to get inspired. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the But First She Failed podcast. On today's episode, I speak to the co-founder and executive director of the new yet buzzed about nonprofit, The Firehouse Dream, Jasmine Lopez. The Firehouse Dream provides young adults from communities that have experienced disinvestment with opportunities to discover creative skill sets like photography, cinematography, brand identity, all while being equipped with financial wellness and other tools that are needed to create an income. This Chicago-based nonprofit is having such an impact that they are already in talks of expanding to other cities. In addition to the Firehouse Dream, Jasmine is also the owner of Authentic Adventure Co., where she and her husband bring together their talents to create authentic content for brands, churches, nonprofits, and more. In this interview, she shares the importance of imagining and how it's different than dreaming, why it's important to resist that internal wrestling and ask for help when needed, and how bankruptcy ultimately shifted the trajectory of her life for the better. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here today. We're really excited to jump into this conversation with you. So a question that I really like to ask is, what did you feel at this week? Well, first, thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Okay, I feel like there's so many things that I failed at this week. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind, like on a business side of things, I failed to take care of something important on a specific timeline. And so now I'm dealing with, the consequences of not meeting that deadline. And even though a lot of it was out of my own not knowing, I am now dealing with the consequences of it. And so it's adding all this extra hours of work to my schedule to make sure that I take care of everything I need to take care of. And then on a personal level, I feel like I failed this week at setting up specific boundaries that allows for me to make sure that I'm consistent in having my time um, with my girls in the way that I want to have dedicated time with them. They're both really important. And I feel like I have those in my life. Sometimes I'm like, man, I need to create better boundaries with certain things. So that really resonates with me. If you could kind of let the listeners know a little more about what you do and your businesses, the nonprofit, why you started it. Yes. So I am a professional photographer and I started a photography slash creative brand. We make 10 years uh, this year. We have a for-profit business where my husband and I do this together. He focuses on music and film or cinematography, and I focus on photography. And then now I'm really putting a lot of my time into the nonprofit and really uh, focusing on growing it and getting it to a place of sustainability. When I moved into my current community and where we're living right now, which is in Maywood, Illinois, we started really thinking about what could it look like to give back to the community and in what ways can we almost mentor and teach the next generation of creatives what it could look like to thrive within our industry because the creative industry is thriving. There's space for us at the table and we really need our stories to be amplified, specifically those who identify as BIPOC. And so my husband and, and I started really dreaming about this and really I dreamed about it and I just shared it, <laughs> shared it with him and invited him in it. And I was just really thinking about what could it look like to have a creative space here within our community? 
Now, our community is what we would call, quote unquote, under-resourced. And that's language that I specifically am not a fan of. I lean in more in saying that we're a community that's experienced disinvestment because under-resourced communities become under-resourced for a reason. And uh, and we want to be able to name those reasons as well as being able to have more of what I call an asset mindset or approach to our community and where we believe that our community can thrive. And so I share that because I really wanted to create this concept, which we ended up calling the firehouse dream, but where we could have a creative space here and where our youth and young adults could come and learn different skill sets within the creative industry, along with financial wellness, and as well as learning to normalize mental health, because I truly believe all three aspects are integrated, like they cross over when it really comes to learning entrepreneurial skills. And then when it comes to learning what it means to be profitable and what do you charge? And if there's some mindsets around money, then it could be challenging to charge what we need to charge in order to truly be profitable. And then lastly, understanding that our lived experiences really impacts the way that we see ourselves in the world. And so if we are struggling with our own self-worth and identity, it also then impacts our success in the entrepreneurial uh, side of things as well as within the creative industry. That's incredible. And you said something else that was really something that I keep hearing in different conversations is the idea of if you don't know your worth or if you don't feel that you are valuable, that impacts how you charge in your business. It impacts you in careers. It impacts you in so many areas. That's really cool that you're addressing that. What do you guys do with within the nonprofit? Yeah, absolutely. So these are our three pillars. And I truly believe that the holistic approach is needed. And, and really the, the idea of the nonprofit really came to be birds out of my own story. Being a first-time, first-generation business owner, entrepreneur, even first-gen college student, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have anyone who looked like me within the creative industry. So I really struggled with that sense within myself and my own identity and my story being that being raised from um, a single mom in a low-income community. Like I, I struggled with how do I thrive in this industry? How do I uh, grow um, when I don't have access to specific demographics or when I don't have access to those who have the, the resources to invest in the services that I'm offering? And so really, that's what inspired me to start the Firehouse Dream because we want to help equip the next generation of creatives and we want to help provide the tools and the equipment that's needed for them to be able to create the content that they need, whether it's in-house in the actual physical creative space, or if they want to like rent it out and take their own bookings and start their own business. And then we also teach them the financial literacy and wellness. And I call it wellness now as opposed to literacy, because I feel like uh, literacy is rooted in a lot of head knowledge. And I think that's good and that's needed in our communities. But then also we need to focus on the mindset of money. Growing up in a low income household, it really impacted me as a business owner and how I should charge and feeling like I'm worth what I need to charge in order to be profitable. And so for so long, I undervalued myself and it really hurt my family. And so that's something we want to normalize with the students that we're currently working with, where we want them to feel confident in knowing their numbers on paper and then being confident with their own self-worth and identity to be able to say, hey, this is what my service is and understand understanding that maybe not every client will partner with them. And then the last step is the mental health. And so 
We host different kinds of events and conversations, such as like panel discussions on the topic of mental health and really focus on wanting to normalize this topic within Black and Brown communities. Uh, and so we're working on partnering and creating services where our youth and young adults will have access to individual counseling sessions, as well as group sessions. That's incredible. And I think it's such a well-balanced approach. Something that I've seen having a lot of friends that are in the creative space is that there's so much competition. It's really putting yourself out there in a very uh, vulnerable way. There's a lot of creatives that are <clears throat> struggling with anxiety and depression and different things like that, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. that's incredible that you are taking such a well-balanced and well-rounded approach to wellness and to really setting them up for success. I think sometimes I feel like trailblazers, they do things that are different, that are outside of the norm and kind of radical in a way. And just kind of carve out their own path. And one of the things that, um, going back to the firehouse, is from my understanding, you guys recently or a, few, a couple of years ago, um, it's called the firehouse stream because you guys bought a firehouse, correct? That like, is correct. <laughs> yes. So while we're in that dreaming phase, so we started dreaming up this concept. It's so crazy how fast the years go by, but about four and a half years ago, I felt something tell me go on the MLS. I did. And the firehouse was there. And I was like, OMG, is this real? Can this actually happen? Because as teens, I met my husband when we were 17. We have a memory where we joked around about like, how cool would it be to live in a firehouse? <laughs> and now 20 years later, we're here and we live in a firehouse and it's so cool. But for us, this was our creative way of being able to attain property that could allow for us to have a completely separate space where we could operate our business while also living in the building because we didn't want to expand our budget in terms of like mortgage or rent where we had to have separate spaces. So this allows for us to have one space where we can operate the business and the nonprofit out of the garage within the firehouse and then we live upstairs. I love that. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think you mentioned you're doing a lot of interviews and working with this community and doing so much for the nonprofit and creating this kind of this big vision, which I think is a great one. Now, was there one specific moment or season in your life where you feel like you failed and how? Yeah. Yeah. So back in the mortgage crisis, my husband and I, we purchased a home. We had just started our family, had a little girl, and we were just excited. You know, we were climbing up that American dream ladder with the nice house and the nice car and all the nice possessions. And before we knew it, we got ourselves into deep, basically, and where after I had my daughter, that was a loss of income. And because of our lack of knowledge around budgeting and how to manage money, we were in a huge hole and we didn't know how to get out of it. And then on top of that, the mortgage crisis happened and we tried to do everything that we could to save our home. And that just wasn't the reality. And so we ended up having to move out due to a mold situation. And so not only did we lose our home, but we lost all of our possessions. I'll never forget the mold inspector was like, your levels are so high that you should only take what can literally be cleaned and washed. And that's it. And you don't, you have to take it out in plastic containers, <laughs> wash it, and then take it into the new space. So it was such a devastating season for us. And then we had to walk through that process of bankruptcy. And I just felt, I felt like a complete failure. I felt like, how did we get here? And are we ever going to get out of this deep hole? Are we ever going to feel a sense of level of safety? Are we going to get a home again? Are we just, I was just flooded with all these questions. And it was a very discouraging, sad season 
But I'm so grateful that around that same time, we were introduced to a new church community. And it was the first time where we truly experienced friendship and community in a way we had never experienced it before, and where they really rallied around us and helped support us and help encourage us and help us move and walk through the entire process. And then it was an invitation for my husband and I to really challenge ourselves and ask, do we really believe what the American dream is and what it stands for and trying to keep up with the Joneses. Is that something we want or do we want to recreate and reimagine what that could look like? And so over the last 10 plus years, we've just been uh, rebuilding slowly. We had to get furniture from scratch. Craigslist was huge. (laughs) We're like uh, scraping for pennies and just being able to barely get through. But through the process, I think it was such a healing opportunity for us to really get rooted and grounded in the truth of our identities and then identify which path do we want to take and what do we believe success to be and are we going to be committed to that and so that's the decision we've made and we've really crafted our finances and our budget around the things that bring us joy and meaning and so while we may see certain friends doing certain things because we're rooted and grounded in our joying and meaningful list we're able to celebrate in their wins and the things that they're doing while not being jealous or while not feeling like, oh, well, why can't that happen to us? Because we've intentionally made decisions within our budget to live on less and so that we can live more generously and do what we're doing with the nonprofit. And so, so yeah, so while bankruptcy really, really was horrible and not something that I thought would be a part of my story, it definitely is something that helped shift the trajectory of our lives in a way that I'm super grateful for that I don't think I would have said 10 years ago. And I feel like my failure... I want to be able to learn from it. And I want to also be able to share it and be able to say, hey, this is my experience. And then how can I help partner with you so that you feel more equipped to be able to make wiser and better decisions? And so that definitely is connected to why I'm doing what I'm doing within the firehouse dream. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So what advice would you give your younger self now that you are here? What would you tell your younger self? Yeah. So my gosh, so many things. The first thing that comes to mind is find mentors who could have spoken life into me, who could have helped direct me and guide me along the way and not be afraid to ask for help. I think that was a huge thing for me where I really wrestled internally in terms of like, how do I overcome these challenges that we're facing as a business owner and even as an individual? And so finding mentors, I think would be huge. I think another thing that would have been huge for me was to either learning about business and really understanding the numbers and even maybe partnering with an accountant and being able to say, I think I'm understanding the numbers, but I'm not sure that I am. And really finding the right kind of accountant who could have helped me be able to really truly, truly understand it in a way that in order to be sustainable, in order to be able to feed my family, I need to be bringing in this X amount of dollars. And in order to do that, I need to be bringing in this many clients and so forth. So that's what I would tell my younger self, find mentors who could support you and support, yeah, support you and partner with you along the way. So what two quick action steps would you recommend to someone that may feel stuck or like they don't know how to go for their dreams? 
Hmm, I love that. So I think the first step, I love journaling. And I think journaling really helps me to be able to identify my next steps. So the two things I do through journaling is give myself permission to imagine. And I feel like imagining is different than dreaming, because I think dreaming leads to goal setting. And imagining allows for us to take any sort of limits off of what we believe within ourselves that can possibly happen or actually come to, to place. And, um, and it's through imagining really that allowed me to then dream, which then led all of us to get the firehouse. And so this is a practice that I do nearly every day, but I take time to journal and imagine things that feel impossible to me as Jasmine. And then another thing I do is, is I write down any sort of lies I believe about myself or maybe make a mental note of it and then write down affirmations or truths around the truth of that lie. So whatever the lie is that I'm believing about myself, I'll write down a truth about it. And then I focus on that, even if it's something that I don't necessarily believe about myself yet, but I'll keep writing it down every single day until it becomes something that I actually do believe about myself. So those are two things that I would um, say and encourage someone to do, like allow yourself to imagine and then write down truths um, that combat the lies that you believe about yourself. That is so good. I love that. Those are things that I I try to practice more often in my own life. So I really love that. So Jasmine, where can people find you, follow you if they're just inspired? How can, is there a way to help what you're doing and in the nonprofit space? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Instagram the most. My personal account is Authentic Adventure Co. And then the nonprofit's just the firehouse dream. And hopefully you come and you're inspired and it's a safe space and where you can not just learn more about my story, but where you can feel um, encouraged about your own story. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us on today's podcast. Really excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the But First She Failed podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. It really helps us so, so much and we'd be so grateful. Hope to see you next time.